looking back at all of the incidences where people have stepped on or spit on or broken or thrown out the flags, it's upsetting because they were just existing and it feels very symbolic of the community as a whole. Like we're not asking for allyship, we're not asking for money, we're not asking for resources, we're just existing. And just the fact that we're existing is enough to incite hatred and aggressive actions by people who are cowards and who don't want to do these things where they're gonna be seen and they're attacking a small part of campus that is you know, put up pride flags by, not by the university, but by us, by queer people, by chassis. And they feel threatened by it because apparently just existing is not enough. They need to not see us. They need us to not be here. Based out of the University of the Fraser Valley on unceded traditional lands of the Stolo people, we are the Community Health and Social Innovation Hub, or chassis for short. We support the social, mental, emotional, physical, and economic health of those living in our communities by bringing together experts from across disciplines. Those experts have some incredible stories and insights. To share those with the communities we serve, we bring you the Chassis Cast, a monthly program where we drill down on a current topic and chat about how it impacts our lives. Hi, I'm Martha Dow, and I'm excited to be here today with four amazing members of the Chassis team. I'm going to get them to introduce themselves, and then we're going to have a conversation about uh, Pride. Hi, I'm Frankie Fowle, and I'm in my fourth year of my BFA, majoring in graphic design. Hi, I'm Lindsay Pratt. I am a student researcher at Chassis as well, finishing my degree, graduating this summer. Go, Lindsay. Hi, I'm Ekat, and uh, I'm a philosophy student here at U of E. Hi, I'm Miranda. I'm also a student research assistant at Chassis, and I'm going into my fourth year as a sociology major. Great, thanks, and thanks for taking the time. I know we're all really busy with what's going on, so I appreciate it. So it's Pride Month, and um, that's exciting, and has lots of different meaning for, for everybody. We've also had some incidents on campus, as we certainly know in Chassis, uh, of vandalism and theft um, of the Pride flag. So I thought we could just start by Anywhere you want to enter there, what does pride mean to you in 2023? Um, if you want to speak to the flags and how that weaves in, but I just thought let's start the conversation there. Frankie, you want to get us going? <laughs> sure. Uh, okay, pride. Uh, pride to me, I think is a time to celebrate, but a time to remember that pride is protest. And it always has been and probably always will be protest. And so taking time to be celebratory, but remember that we still need to stand up for rights and equality. I'm always struck that I think us queer folk really have a have an ability to bring protest and celebration <laughs> together in a way uh, yeah. that's uh, energizing. So, mm -hmm. Lindsay, what about you? Yeah, I think pride to me is freedom. It's taking up space and celebrating who we are and recognizing the people who have fought for so long for our rights right now. And Part of that being, it's a riot, it's a protest. For me, Pride is definitely about community. I try to recognize the history of Pride, but I think as a young queer person, especially acknowledging not just the history of Pride as protest, but also as people coming together and belonging, especially in a space where you maybe haven't always felt like you belong and you've always felt isolated, but being able to see other people who recognize you and who can relate to what you're going through has been incredibly impactful. And that's my favorite part of Pride is the joy that it brings to see other people who recognize you and what you're going through. 
So Ikat, I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit to this idea of visibility and what that means to you. Yeah, so Pride Month in particular, right, it's um, about being visible and showing you're proud and stuff. But I think in the in the community, you hear a lot of like, oh, like, I don't care what if people are gay, just like keep it to yourselves. Like, why do you have to show yourself off and all of that, right? But the second that you say something like that, clearly you have a problem with this, right? And so that's why being visible is you know, so important because we exist and rep representation is important, right? Because mm -hmm. otherwise, how are people going to, you know, join a community of, you know, like-minded people? Lindsay, I wonder if you uh, could pick up on that just a little bit in terms of the flags um, and what that sort of meant to you. Yeah, I think, you know, taking up space is really important and not hiding ourselves away for other people's comfort. And I think us putting up those flags was creating a space for the community as they walk past chassis and seeing all these flags and you know we're communicating this is a place for you you are safe you're not alone and I remember that day that um, we witnessed someone pull out the flags from the ground and stomp on them and previously people had thrown them in the garbage and you know that was really demoralizing and um, yeah it just made me feel small and like a lot of us at chassis and I remember the moment um, Martha saw it happen, her and Jeff, and she ran out there and I, so many emotions were going through my mind. I was inspired by that act. I was scared for you also. I think part of me was processing your safety as you were confronting someone who was kind of taking part in that harmful behavior. I just watched you confront them and in a way, you were gentle and calm, um, but still very assertive. And yeah, I remember us talking about it after and the way that you approached that conversation with those two individuals. You just you questioned why they chose to do that and gave them space to to process their behavior and why it was harmful and why those flags are there and why it's important to us. I was kind of struck by how concerned I was for you and your safety as a professor here on campus. Um, I just, I guess I think that you're invincible and to see you in a position like that, I, yeah, still processing it, I think. Thanks for that, that's fascinating. I think a lot of people don't understand um, uh, conversations around safety and the complexities that are woven into those moments. Um, so I think that was, a, that was an interesting moment for us to be able to unpack it a little bit as a group uh, as well. I use the word urgency a lot and I think about it a lot. Um, I've spent a lot of time where people have said, um, does everything have to be a thing? And uh, I joke a lot that mostly the answer is yes to that. Um, so also pleased to, you know, curious about your thoughts around what inspires you right now? Um, what gives you hope? Hmm. I think this whole flag issue, like, especially like around safety, and it it feels like a like not so microaggression, <laughs> um, and it's a good reminder I think for everybody, especially those who uh, identify as queer, that. You know, you always have to be mindful of safety um, and always have to um, kind of like think about that first 
before proceeding with anything. And I think that that's a good reminder and a good message for those who maybe have some privilege in the way of understanding that, you know, identifying as openly queer comes with the responsibility of being mindful of your own safety. Yeah, for me, putting up the flags was actually the first time I'd ever seen a pride flag in person. Um, I've lived in Abbotsford my whole life and I'm very happy with where I am and I genuinely love Abbotsford. But I think part of that love means that I have to be able to critique it and say that we can build better spaces. And looking back at all of the incidences where people have stepped on or spit on or broken or thrown out the flags, it's upsetting because they were just existing and it feels very symbolic of the community as a whole. Like we're not asking for allyship, we're not asking for money, we're not asking for resources, we're just existing. And just the fact that we're existing is enough to incite hatred and aggressive actions by people who are cowards and who don't want to do these things where they're going to be seen and they're attacking a small part of campus that is you know put up pride flags by not by the university but by us by queer people by chassis and they feel threatened by it because apparently just existing is not enough they need to not see us they need us to not be here but the fact that we're still putting up flags, I think is queer resilience. For me, it's queer joy to be able to do that and to be able to see other people. And the stories of people who have said, oh, I saw these flags in the trash, or I saw your post on Instagram, or I saw, you know, I heard about this, and who have come to say whether they're part of the communities or whether they're allies, to say, I see what's been happening. It's not okay. I want you to know that I'm with you. To be able to see both sides of Abbotsford where there are people who are homophobic and who don't want us to be here, but there are also people who support us and recognize the significance of those flags. That has definitely been transformative for me in understanding what it means to be queer and what it means to be a community and not just be a queer community, but also to have allies who care about us. How's the labor feel? You know, it's, it's work. Mm, it's exhausting. It really is. And I know I find myself just like, having to go take a minute because it feels like it's every day. There's a new thing every day. And I also feel like maybe there's a bit of responsibility because if people, uh, if people don't speak up, who's going to speak up? This conversation makes me think of a quote from Peter Taschel, a human rights activist. And he says, don't accept the world as it is, dream of what the world could be and then help make it happen. And I think at Chassis, that's what we're, we're doing. Um, it isn't a nine to five clock in, clock out kind of job. I tell anyone I talk to that I have the coolest job, that me and my coworkers are um, partaking in activism in the community and figuring out, okay, what can we do? How can we support each other and the community? And, you know, the, the flags were part of that. And it was, yeah, incredibly empowering and created a really cool safe space for me and for all of us. It's interesting. Um, I promise it wasn't by design, but we we do have quite a collective of individuals that identify as part of the, <laughs> as part of the queer queer community. And there's there's great celebration, obviously, and that's and it's and it's lovely, and we have an allyship and all of these things that are happening. But I also wonder sometimes if I'm struck that there aren't enough spaces and therefore this is a bit of a, a chassis is a bit of a magnet because 
there isn't enough space. And so that's mm-hmm. a different side. I wonder if any of you have thoughts about that. I think there's always opportunity for more safe spaces. Always. And I think especially with our current political climate and um, just the way the world seems to be going right now, that having space, safe space for queer folks is super important. And I, I feel maybe there definitely could be some improvement in that area. And not even like safe space just for queer people, but safe space for allies and a place where people can go and, and learn and be a part of a bigger community. So our responsibility for the education part, you know, it's all tied in. It's been threaded into the ideas around labor for sure. But what's, um, what's the responsibility of, of community to, to do the education, to do the work, to enter into the conversations, um, to explain? Where are you, where, what's your thinking? Where are you at in that regard? I think you, I think you gotta, like, sure, like, don't engage with people that are, you know, committed to misunderstanding you. That's, you know, fruitless. But as long as you're, you know, talking to people that, you know, sure, they might be ignorant or, you know, even a little bit bigoted, but you can, you can chip away at it. It's, it's not a total loss. I think just to go off of that, I think those are great points. In addition to that, recognizing, like, the person you're talking to might not be a safe person to talk to and they might not be receptive but it's not always about the fact that you have to change the mind of the person you're talking to there are other people who are listening to the conversation and maybe they're influenced and i also think it's personally important because the more you talk about defending yourself and defending your own rights and standing up for yourself the better that's going to make you feel because i spent a lot of time not having those conversations because i was genuinely scared for my safety and being able to have conversations recognizes I'm not alone. There are people who will agree with me. Not everybody will. But being able to find through those conversations people who you know may become a side later and say, hey, what you did was amazing. It was very brave. Thank you for speaking up. I wasn't you know feeling safe enough to speak up. And even just knowing myself, oh, I can defend myself. I can say these things. I'm allowed to take up this space because I exist and I'm not going to try and fit into somebody else's box to accommodate for what makes them comfortable because then that takes away from who I am and I'm not any less of a person than they are just because they don't like my identity. What about allyship? What does allyship mean in your in your worlds, in your mind? I think for me, allyship means that you're able to come together and celebrate difference and to support difference. Yeah, and just to, like, be a part of a bigger community. So a lot of people may not realize why the flags are there, how it started, why we, you know, kind of doubled down uh, each time uh, something happened. But uh, we had originally wondered if, uh, with the Laramie uh, uh, project production, that the flag could go up, the pride flag could go up on the main, one of the main flagpoles. It wasn't, uh, we weren't allowed to do that because of university policy with respect to how, when flags go up, et cetera. Um, so then we wondered about an art installation, but our installation has also a policy. So uh, we came down to working with uh, Soka and Shelley Liebenbach, who was amazing, uh, director of the play, uh, that it was kind of signage as they came into the theater. So uh, Miranda, I wonder if you might you know, speak a little bit to that. The Laramie Project was definitely an interesting choice for a play to be put on, specifically regarding to the political climate that 
we were in then and we st- still are in at this time. It was a story of Matthew Shepard, who was a gay man in Laramie, Wyoming, and he was killed. He was murdered by two men who admitted that they knew that he was gay and decided that he had to lose his life for it. And I won't go into the details of his death because it could be very upsetting. But the story that the play talks about has a lot of parallels, I find, to Abbotsford, where something like that wasn't supposed to happen in a city like Laramie. But things like that did happen because it did happen in Laramie. And the community response, as it was told in the play, which was done a very well done job by the theater um, that produced the actual play and also by the UFE theater that put it on, talks about the different communities, the religious communities, the allies, the queer communities, people who knew Matthew, people who knew who the murderers were and their stories. And it paints a very beautiful and tragic and compelling picture of what it means to be a community that does not want to acknowledge the hatred that exists within it, but also has hatred within it, and the stories of people who are combating that. And so the flags that were leading up to, you know, through the walkway up to the theater were just a reminder of, yes, this is a heavy play, and yes, there are heavy, you know, topics within it, but it's still a story about resilience, and it's a story about a community who came together to defend Matthew and his character and to remember his story and to say that even though it might feel similar to the environment that a lot of the viewers are in and to a lot of us are in, there are still allies and still people who care and we are committed to making sure that this is a safe space and that even if we do not always feel safe, we do have community that we can talk to. And the flags were really incredibly symbolic of resilience within the context of we are still here. So the flags are going to come down, but they're <laughs> going to come down on our terms. Uh, and I think with celebration and pride and power, uh, and they're going to come down on Wednesday. So I wonder if we could talk a little bit about the tea dance that um, uh, Chassie and lots of other um, individuals and groups on campus are supporting to make happen. Um, and what that means to you in terms of, again, kind of thinking about this celebration. And I should also say that they're coming down um, because we have senior administration support uh, for a permanent pride display on campus. And uh, we have a a wonderfully suggested location from Chassis and friends, and we're excited to move forward on that project. So so the tea dance is Wednesday, and the tea dance has some really cool history around protest and um, uh, a community coming together in a celebratory way to resist oppression. Um, and so thoughts on thoughts on Wednesday and, and the flags, this sort of era ending and what we're moving forward to in terms of the flags. Mm-hmm. I love that we've called it a tea dance. I think it's a great opportunity to share history and um, and share like appreciation for for folks who have, fought the fight before we we have um, and kind of paved the way. And I also think that taking those flags down on our terms is important. Um, They're not coming down because we're tired of replacing them. They're coming down because (laughs) there's something bigger on the horizon. And the fact that we're going to take those flags and repurpose them into something else, um, I think is really cool just so that it's 
a reminder of, yeah, just to continue to be resilient, continue to fight the fight, continue to stand up for yourself. Lindsay, what are you looking forward to about tea dance? Aside from the song you're going to be singing. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I think kind of going off of what we were talking about earlier about allyship and Chassie just happening to be a bit more queer of a group, I think we've worked really hard to reach out to other groups within UFE and bring everyone together. And, you know, this this celebration on Wednesday is part of that. It's educating people on history and um, welcoming them in, in a space that isn't just for queer people. It's for allies and people who want to come alongside us and support us and just dance and be together and um, celebrate our differences. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to have to warm up my vocal cords, that's for sure. Um, get my dancing shoes on. And for those who don't know, we are having karaoke as well. So that's a <laughs> shout out to Jen and Sustainability for coming up with that one. Tea dance, ECAT. Yeah, I got my, got my dancing shoes ready. And yeah, looking forward to celebrating with, you know, people I care about and the, the community that's just meant so much to me over the last, you know, few years that I've been at Jassy and UFE and all of that. So not singing karaoke, though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that. Um, I'm excited for just a big gay party. I think, you know, that just sounds like a lot of fun just to be surrounded by people in the community. I'm very excited. Wonderful. Well, Thanks for taking the time. I feel incredibly privileged to be able to spend as much time as I do with all of you and everybody else that we share chassis and and uh, and allies with on all sorts of different important topics, but certainly pride with everything going on in the world uh, right now. It's an important time for us to feel some urgency, some celebration, some protests sprinkled in there uh, for good measure. And so I'm excited. I always learn so much from you. Um, and on the off chance that we get this out before Wednesday, uh, that I hope people, more people will be there Wednesday. I hope we'll have a, a wonderful crowd. I hope we're going to see uh, lots of senior admin and other uh, members of the UFE community out there um, dancing and celebrating our community. So thanks very much. Gay power. <laughs> <laughs>